Welcome to Behind the Smoke Podcast, Barbecue War Stories. My name is Sean Walchef with Cali Comfort Barbecue. We are recording Above the Butcher Shop with my man Derek Marceau from Valley Farm Market. And it is Barbecue Week. Game Week. Game Week. It is time. San Diego, get ready. We're going to do a killer, killer barbecue event. Del Mar, man, it's like... When you get those nerves, when it's time for the game time, <laughs> or when you're, you're, you're practicing forever, and now it's time to go show what, we're, what we got. So I'm excited. I talked with Chevis a little bit this morning through email, getting some seafood out there. We're ready to fucking go, man. This is going to be a, an event that I don't think anyone's ever done like this, where you're doing all-you-can-eat barbecue, desserts, and seafood with craft beer. I mean, Jesus. I'm a gluttonous pig, and this is going to be very, very hard for me to not overindulge in every aspect of this whole event i mean to be honest with you i'm getting goosebumps it's today you know we're recording on a tuesday this podcast coming out on a friday we were just over at uh, cw with heather myers and eric and it was you know to put a footprint on the west coast for barbecue is something that we've started really was the start with spring valley barbecue festival really to grow the sport of barbecue and let people know that something cool was happening you know this west coast barbecue movement and we can't put this event on without sponsors like u.s foods big green egg um santa monica seafood i mean pepsi stepping up we have so many people that are so invested in this yeah. and we can't do it without them arlie bragg gene goikachea kelly mcintosh josh kieber and next gen unbelievable i mean we we can't thank people enough um for those people that are participating we have teams that are coming from northern california yeah. coming out of the fires coming arizona. all the way down here arizona rub your meat we have yard pirates we have juicy brucey pork belly barbecue hot sauces and more they were out there helping us this morning with uh, the media hits that we're trying to do to promote the event i mean this is just going to be an awesome awesome weekend man it is. I mean, like I said, I, I'm, I can't tell you how excited I am. It's it's one of those things where you, you can't, you know, I let this happen to me last week, and there, there, there were some fucked up contestants uh, <laughs> wanted to make this uh, this about them. Yes. And they, they really, they got me negative, and I don't like to be negative anymore. And it was, you know, I was telling Sean, I'm like, fuck it, dude, I'm not going to do this event anymore. Like, these motherfuckers just want it to be just about them. Well, I need this, and I need, like... Look, we're not making any money. We're not monetizing on this. We're, not, we're doing it for the movement of barbecue. People need to understand that and get on board with this. This is what it's about. Is about everybody else. It's bigger than just an individual person, an individual team. And that's why we love people like our guest today. Absolutely. Chris McAfee from Smoked Hog. We absolutely love you. Thank you for coming back oh, the pleasure. second time. Second time. You're our second guest to be on the second time. So welcome back, man. Yeah, well, so thank you. Last time we, God, man, you were one of our first guests on Behind the Smoke back when we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We, yeah, still, we, still, we, still, don't know, we still don't know what the fuck we're doing, but um, yeah, we recorded it. next year, we'll we recorded it, it in the uh, converted garage across the street from the restaurant, and uh, now at least we're above the butcher shop, and um, it's been crazy, you know, just to meet you for the first time because of the podcast. It forced Derek and I, like we said, to get out of our own way, stop focusing on our restaurant on the butcher shop and go and meet other people that are doing really cool shit and i mean literally it was only because of the podcast you know Corey lives close to you um our producer and he stopped by and he said hey you guys gotta meet this guy he's cool as shit and you know we had a fucking great time recording with you the first time you're running your yeah. shop over in north park and you know tell us a little bit about uh smoked hog it was awesome man we, yeah we i had a great time doing this smoke hog in san diego right now on park boulevard really small we do sandwiches, we do regional barbecue, we do 
pretty much everything you can think of. We've got Alabama white chicken. We do Texas brisket. Our pork is mostly from the Carolina regions, but multiple sauces to cover it. Um, we try to make it as authentic as possible. And Cuban everything from sandwich, scratch. Bro. That Cuban <laughs> sandwich. Cuban sandwich. Do uh, not forget to mention the Cuban sandwich. The Cuban sandwich. I mean, we, we make the ham from scratch now. I, I mean, since wow. we did this podcast, we have changed and pro- made our meat program more progressive. So we're making the ham from scratch. Um, that The pork shoulders marinating in the mojo that we make from scratch. Um, we're doing everything we can and, not, and, and trying not to throw away stuff. Sure. So we started doing sausages now. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking the trim from my brisket. I'm using that. I'm cutting the fat off the pork butts for the ham using that like nothing's getting thrown away and the extra fat from the brisket so much that i'm gonna start i'm rendering it actually when i leave here i'm gonna render it and we're gonna start uh doing the sausage like confit okay so and we'll store it in the fat too so make big batches and let it just sit in that that fat and get that flavor you don't see that being done anymore that's pretty cool it's very very uh I guess old school, man. Yeah. That's before fridges. Yeah. That was, I mean, you can store in that fat for months and it just gets better and better. Yeah. That's, you know, we, we see it here at the butcher shop, but you have to run an efficient program and you have to figure out how to cross utilize different products. If you don't, you will go out of business. Yeah. You know, I, I get people that will come in and they'll ask about stuff on the menu or why don't you do this? And I'm like, I'm, I will never add anything to the menu if I don't have that product already. Right. And if I am going to add something, it better have three uses right. or else I'm just throwing money away. Do at you that know point. why there's so many Mexican restaurants out here in San Diego? Because <laughs> yeah, you have right? beans, rice, tortillas, carne asada, pollo asada. You can make tacos, burritos, tostadas, <laughs> salads. You can make anything out anything. of all those combinations yeah. and call it something different. People are like, that's my fucking shit. And I mean, you have a huge menu huge. with with ten items. Absolutely. So I mean, that's that's what that's cool that you uh, you understood that, and you know, you're able to pivot because you are a, a smaller independent yeah. uh, place, and you can do those things to make sure that you are profitable. Because everything that go, comes in the back door that goes in the trash is profit loss. Absolutely. So I tell my my employees all the time, if it comes in that back door, it's got to go out that front door. Mm-hmm. We have to figure out how to capitalize on on that money or coming in. So. Um, but we, we also have some other news, right? Breaking we, we, news. Yeah. We're some, breaking some, news some, on some the Some breaking smoke. news. Uh, and th- this is pretty cool because I know this is something that Chris has talked to Sean and I about for, for a while now. And uh, we've tried to give as much feedback as we could for him. And uh, go ahead, man. Yeah, I'm really excited to announce we are uh, going to be opening up in Temecula. Right. It's a much larger, much larger location. Um, we're going to have a liquor license. It's going to sit on a property called Vale Headquarters. Uh, it's about an acre and a half. We will be the only one with a liquor license on there. Uh, it, it's going to be great. Right now, they're currently doing movie nights up there, farmer's markets, uh, a nighttime bazaar, multiple events. It's it's going to be very similar to like Point Loma with uh, the Liberty, Liberty yeah, Station. Liberty Station, yeah. Station sure. Where, you know, you've got the big tree for Christmas. It's And, and I'm really excited about this. And I know you guys feel the same way i do about hospitality about like being becoming part of the community Mm -hmm. and that's what i'm looking forward to when i go there they've got these games laid out and the kids and the moms are there and they're all i'm looking forward to bringing my kid there sure and raising them there and becoming part of that community and creating events that that i can be proud of and the community will be proud of it's cool too we 
we talked about it on the first podcast with you, but in case you guys didn't listen to the first podcast with Chris, Chris is a manager of the Hard Rock Hotel Bar, right? Well, or head what? bartender. Yeah, yeah. I head mean, bartender. just been there forever. Right. <laughs> and so you basically did that at night and then still owned the Smoked Hog in San Diego. So yeah. we're doing both of them with the family. Now you're going to be able to just really hyper-focus on mm-hmm. one venue where you're still going to be able to have the bar because, I mean, it, it just so <laughs> excited it, about it, does, that. it does everything for you, right? Yeah. I mean, it fills that void. You can still do the bar and the barbecue all in one place and bring your family there to enjoy it. That's got to be really cool for you. Oh, man, I'm so stoked. I mean, what we, what we plan on doing with this bar, you know, having been in the bar industry for 15 years, I'm not into serving people till they pass out. Right? Yeah. That's not what I want. I want... I would rather serve 10 tickets, three drinks, than one guy, five drinks. Yeah. So we're going to create this. We're going to have these, you know, punch bowl, sangria, and before the table, something that on brunch. Brunch is going to be really big there. Cool. So we're going to have these brunch things where we families can come, they can drink, but not get intoxicated. It's Mm -hmm. just going to be... It's going to be awesome. It's it's going to be what I think a bar should be sure. and and emphasize in hospitality. I think one of the coolest things is, for those of you that don't know, Temecula is located just outside of San Diego County. So it's really north, you know, yeah. on your way up, like as if you were going up to Big Bear. But Temecula is really blown up recently because of a lot of the wineries that they have up there. They've got some incredible yeah. wineries, Thornton Winery, a bunch of other ones, but they have a lot of corporate restaurants. So this is something where an independent restaurant owner is coming to put your mark on the village you know yes it's a growing village but you know now you're going to have a point of differentiation with your guests which is something that's you know we talk about all the time it's it's really cool because you're bringing some amazing craft barbecue up north absolutely and i'm really excited about that i'm excited we're going to have for brunch uh so we're going to be doing breakfast also and you know we're just talking about the meat program uh making ham from scratch I make these breakfast sandwiches with this ham and a fried egg <laughs> on top. Oh, my God. Um, it's unreal. Uh, the the hair salon, Model Call, which is right behind us uh, uh, at the Smoke Talk now, uh, they come over and eat those breakfast sandwiches up. It's not even on the menu. Really? I've actually had some of them bring in, like, fresh <coughs> eggs and be like, hey, can you just make some sandwiches with these? I'm like, yeah, man, no problem. No problem. We got you guys. Uh, But yeah, I'm really excited about that. And then doing sausage. I mean, breakfast sausage is so easy. You're just grinding the butt, seasoning it, wake up in the morning, patty sausage. Sage, powdered sugar. Absolutely. It's going to be great. So I'm really excited to expand what we do. Now, how big is the Smoke Talk now? I know it's a smaller footprint. Oh, man, it's less than a uh, thousand square feet. It's pretty small. And you're going to go to how big? So, and this is what's great. This the. The location is large. It's about yeah. 5,000 square feet, uh, but it's not just going to be us. We're going to have our food there, and we're going to have the bar. Okay. But we're also going to share the space with three other food spots. Okay. Uh, one is going to be a ceviche. We're going to have a, a wings and uh, a vegan Mexican food. Vegan and, Mexican yeah. food? No lard. Yeah. Wow. Man, lard is what makes right? Mexican food for me. <laughs> I, I, I tried it all. It is phenomenal. Is it? That, that's the ceviche. Their, their shrimp tacos. Yeah. I'm picky. Do they Growing have another location? Phenomenal. They're in uh, farmer's markets okay. now. Okay. And they do the one in Temecula, and they actually do the one in Hillcrest also. Okay. Um, that shrimp taco 
is one of the best I've ever had. Wow. And just it, just it's ceviche. unbelievable. Ceviche, fish tacos, shrimp tacos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, they're what they specialize in is ceviche. But I'll tell you what, those tacos are insane. That's awesome. So there's going to be a lot there. So it's, How many people are coming to this venue now? I know you say they, they have some events, you know, some uh, movies and stuff. Like how many people are they getting to come into this place? Man, they, they do a pretty good job. And right now there's just a coffee shop there. There's a pizza place in the back. Um, and then there's kind of a market, kind of similar to Valley Farms, uh-huh. I'd say, but really smaller. Um, and, man, they, they get, you know, 300 people, 200 okay. people on these events. Uh, during Christmas – or, no, I'm sorry. Um, during Halloween, they did a haunted house. And I think they told me they clocked something like 10,000 on, like wow. – and most of this the was, weekend yeah most okay. of it it was all month but i actually did come up on like a, a sunday and it was early in october and i'm not sure if it was open or not but there wasn't a lot of people there so those numbers had to be done within like a week to right two so i know you talked about not changing your menu because there's you know you need to cross utilize a lot of the, the products are you doing anything different to, yeah. to temecula or are you going to keep it i think similar it's I'm going to be similar. similar, maybe maybe dumbed down. Um, more of barbecue, more meats by the pound. Okay. Um, it's hard for me to start getting rid of sandwiches. Like that Cubano, I'm never getting rid of. Right. You can't. I, I can't no, get rid absolutely. of that. I've worked so hard on that one. That, that one will always be there. I'll be the guy that's like coming like those girls. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, can you just make me a Cubano just sandwich? Just one. <laughs> just one. Uh, You'd be so, that guy. <laughs> you know, I, I, we are. It, it's going to be meats by the pounds. That's kind of what we're going to specialize in barbecue plates but there definitely will be sandwich options probably not as many that's in the smoked hog okay uh because when you come to the place i mean of course i want to kill it and and just completely destroy it there's three other people in the venue and just being i won't we want to create something that's special that includes all of us not just one of us yeah there has to be a synergy there with exactly. all you guys if, it, so, if, if there's not it's probably not going to work exactly so, so and it's nice too and it's because you get a focus on doing stuff right like four things right versus a monster menu that is difficult when right. did you come upon the decision to make this leap you know we me and jerry the landlord i mean we talked god probably a year and a half about this place yeah and it changed it went from me taking the whole spot to what it is now that liquor license me being a bartender like i talked about the first time i was here i've always wanted to own a restaurant sure and it included having the liquor license a bar and all that so i knew i wanted to do it well, the and liquor license, I mean, I wouldn't even open the restaurant if it wasn't for the liquor license. Absolutely. It was the Type 47 license that drove me to add a community place mm-hmm. where you could have a sports bar. I mean, yeah. that was way before barbecue for us. And I think when I made the decision was, it was like when I talked to you guys and I talked about the numbers and getting things right. And then I went back and I talked with Jerry and we kept going over and over and we worked a long time on this lease. But when we got it right, that's when I made the, the that's when the decision was made. Sure. You know, I, I didn't want to jump into it. And we had talked about this too. I didn't want to jump into it for the, I guess the wrong reasons. Like yeah. everything had to be right. right. And it did. And he worked really, really hard with us. And I'm really happy to be 
doing this. Now, with a bar, there can be bars that are just bars, right? Mm -hmm. And and are you going to do anything that you feel? I know you said your sangria and stuff for the brunches. What's going to differentiate you between other people? Are you going to have a ton of beer? Are you going to specialize in craft whiskeys? Or what what are you going to do? I'm really excited about this, just being in a bar for so long (laughs) and just like knowing what I like. Um, Well, not only what you like, but what you sell. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's probably... That's the craft of being a true bartender. I mean, yeah. our best bartenders, they know what people like. Mm-hmm. And they it, it's the same way you, you know, the, that's why you want to educate your customer yeah. on craft beer or on craft barbecue. But you, working as long as you have, you have, you. I mean, you know. Yeah, I know. And I, 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 this bar is going to be, the, the best way to describe it is we're going to do classic cocktails. Um, it's going to be, but not be heady and still be fun. That's the idea. Like, I don't want to, I like rhubarb and I like these crazy menus, but I've seen people come in and look at these menus and go, I don't know what any of these ingredients are. I'll have a vodka soda, you know? So I want to carry products, like you were saying, that sell products that I like. So maybe eight whiskeys, maybe two vodkas, maybe one vodka that has flavors, you know, enough and, and still keep it fun. We're going to do I already started searching. We're getting classic glassware. I've already picked up a bunch. So our glassware actually isn't going to match. It's going to match in size, but it's going to be like old classic glassware. And that's... Well, I mean, that's part of the... The best part is you've been in the industry, so you know. So when you when you haven't been in the industry, you don't understand that choosing glassware is such an important part of the cocktail it's an important part of the experience but you also have to clean the glassware and it has to not break and Mm -hmm. if you need to order more glassware how much is it going to cost and how soon is it going to get there because there's nothing worse than being at a busy bar and running out of the cocktail glass that you need right yeah absolutely and it's true like the the size of a glassware I've gone to restaurants where there's a 12 ounce martini glass. It's not the right size for <laughs> a martini right glass <laughs> or, at all. So or ice. Six, I mean, yeah, simple as ice. ice. How many different Absolutely. types of ice can you have? And we're I mean, going to carry two. We're going right? to carry two. We're going to carry the Which is a pain the in the ass. Yeah, absolutely. Super but pain I, in the I, ass. But I really believe that it can make these really great cocktails. Because, and, because and, you've and been behind block. the bar. Absolutely. Yeah. Not just that ice that just sticks together and is hollow and falls apart. That's not good for a drink. You pour liquor on it, it dilutes it. It's just not a good cocktail. I mean, one of the um, things Eric, my general manager, partnered, he was always so big on ice. Yeah. I was like, why does he care so much about ice? He's making this big fucking deal about <laughs> ice. It truly makes the cocktail. It does. It or breaks it. It absolutely does. Yeah, um, yeah it, it really makes it because you have surface area on ice. It's So if you don't have surface area, if it's hollow... Or if it's sticking together and you've got like a glacier sticking out, it's going to be a shitty cocktail. It just is. Okay. So I know now I've seen your smoker and I don't think it can keep up with the amount <laughs> of product you're having smoking <laughs> right agree. now, although it's, it's a beautiful not, smoker. What, what's your, what are you going to do? Are you uh, looking for new ones? Or are you kind of going to test a few out? What's your thought? Yeah. So we are... We're going back and forth. The old hickory is kind of what we're looking at. Um, I still want to bring these stick burners. Mm-hmm. I have another one that's on a trailer um, and utilize all of them. Um, whether Is that the one that was on the trailer that broke down on the way to last year's Del Mar event? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. That one's at that one's still at the shop. <laughs> that was a barbecue that one, war oh story. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh, and that's yeah. my baby, man. I love <laughs> that smoker. That smoker. We got a call last year. Chris was like, dude, 
shit is fucked up, man. It's like, I don't know if I'm going to make trailer, it. The trailer broke. Persistence. The whale popped off. The whale popped off. <laughs> whale it popped did a off. face plant. Me uh, and Tyler, and you guys know Tyler, like, big, big yeah, dude. Right. I'm like, you think we could lift it up? He's like, no, man. <laughs> no, we can't lift this is, it up. This is 1,500 pounds, easy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was interesting. But that baby's still kicking, man. It's right. still smoking. Um, and I'd like to get that up there because that is my favorite smoker, yeah. even even with it banged up a little bit. But the one on the trailer, it's actually on a trailer trailer. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a new one that I bought, and I'm going to bring it out to the event in Del Mar. Um, and currently, I'm getting it, it modified a little bit. Um, I'm getting some uh, baffles put on it to disperse the heat um, and getting a bigger air intake on the firebox. Uh, but it's it's nice. I really like it a lot. I've used it once for a wedding, and I had a great time with it. I'm looking forward to using it again. I have a smoker. Me and my dad made smokers back in the day, and we, there's one left that I that I know of that's around here that I gave to one of my buddies, Taylor. And Taylor uses it to smoke, and it's probably my favorite smoker. If I if I need to smoke one thing, yeah. if I can have one smoker, that's and it's ugly. And he made it in- sexy, didn't he? But it's inconsistent. There's a, <laughs> the heat's different, but I know exactly where it's good. Yeah. And it's like that one spot, and everyone's like, you're crazy for smoking. I'm like, but trust me, this one little spot right here is going to put out the best product. So yeah. I, I can feel your, your pain on oh, that. Oh, no, I like, got a spot right yeah. there on the lower all the way to the left. I put the brisket there. I don't even have to worry about it. Right. It's fine. I know it's going to come out good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, but, you know, it's. You get those comforts when you use the smoker over and over again. We're lucky enough to be smoking every day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after a month of using something, you know how to work your product or you, your equipment. So is the bar going to be called Smoked Hot? No, you know, we, we no haven't. Entity? Not yet. We haven't come up with a name yet for it. Um, I'm, I want to tie it into the area, to Temecula, so that there, there's that connection there. What's um, the entity that's going to own the liquor license? The Smoke Talk. Smoke, smoke talk. talk, yeah, yeah. My the LLC will own so the, the LLC will own the yeah, exactly. They will it will operate as one. Good, okay. Um, so it's not a subsidiary off sure. of that. No, okay, no, it, and it's part of the license to okay. Type Forty Seven has to have the food and stuff like that. Yep. But we are going to keep them separate name wise because the food and they're right next to each other in the building. But the food will operate because it's next to four other ones, and then the bar. When it gets later and like the food hall kind of closes down, we'll keep our food open, but we can keep the bar open and it's still operating as a different entity. Do they give you any restrictions on the Type 47 license? Is there anything like where you, your beer or your alcohol sales can't exceed the amount of food or anything like that? No, the food basically has to stay open. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're still kind of working on it, but yeah, it, that's at first they were they were talking. They didn't know if all the food had to be open. But now it's currently just one place has to be serving food to serve the liquor and stuff like that. And in all honesty, I don't see this bar being a 1 a.m. bar either. Uh, I think we're going to do most of our business during the day, during dinner time. Um, But I don't see us being that college raging bar. And and they have those in Old Town Temecula, and we don't need to be there. Yeah, Sean and I have had opportunities to buy places and, you know... The older I get, the less I want to do anything like that. We we we've been offered this this bar and you know the, the nightlife's great. There's no restrictions on the on the liquor license. It has entertainment. It has no uh, sound. Nothing like everything's good to go. And I'm like, 
Dude, I, I just can't imagine getting a phone call at 2 in the morning. Like, someone got in a fight outside and I got to come down and, like, help out or some Dude, liability lawyers, issue. And yeah. I'm like, I'm, you know, although we have a great lawyer in Chris and he's amazing and a good friend, but, like, I don't want to have to bug him, too, <laughs> at that time. And, you know, it's the more we think about it, it's like, well, you just did it. You just started closing your bar earlier right now. Yeah, we, we just, just started closing yeah, at 9, we, right? Before, we would close the restaurant at uh, 9 o'clock and then we keep the bar open till 10. Yeah. But then we went through and looked at our sales and did an analysis and just, you know, it wasn't worth it to keep the staff on that we needed to. Plus, it was confusing. You know, realistically, you know, Yelp only allows you to put hours a certain way. Google Pages mm-hmm. only allows you to put hours a certain way. Facebook Pages and then putting a disclaimer, hey, the restaurant closes at 9, but the bar stays open till 10. It's just a pain yeah, in the ass. So, yeah. you know, across the board, it was uh, much easier. So, yeah, we closed the bar an hour earlier. And we were open. We fought for more bar hours when we first mm-hmm. opened. I mean, we were like, how do we expand? How do we get bar on? Uh, how do we serve alcohol on the patio? We went through an exemption. We had to go through and petition to get that. How do we get stay open later? I mean, we did everything. I mean, we yeah. used to do a nightlife party where we'd have a DJ, Tony, come in <laughs> and like Cali nightlife on Friday night. And it was like it was too successful. Where yeah. It was like two hours of people massively drinking, Hello, dancing, yeah. and I'm like, this isn't the business we got into. So, no, you know, they, we had to shut it down. <laughs> it's, that's different. Like, a, a nightlife and hospitality are different. It, it, it really is. You want, when you're doing, and I think barbecue is just a great source of where, like, hospitality in general. Like, it's all about cooking food slow, being with people, talking to people, getting to know people. And you can do that over a couple of drinks, but you can't do that over 10 drinks when the music is just deafening. Yeah. And, right. You know what I mean? And that's, that's not what I'm trying to do. I, I, I want to. You've lived that. Yeah, I've lived that. <laughs> I've seen it. It's, it's, you know, maybe you have a big event every three months or four months, but not every night. It's yeah. just not, it's not for me. It's not why I want to be in the business either. Have you decided how many taps you're going to have? Yeah, actually. So the beer. So this is interesting. We, we, we went back and forth on like what we're going to do with beer. Um, I want fresh beer. I want good beer and I want fresh beer. So we almost were like, we're not going to have any taps. We're just going to do canned beers, get a beer trough and carry all these craft beers. But I want to have on the menu Rattlers um, because it's so hot out there. So like, you know, grapefruit with a Pilsner or something like that. Low alcohol, something really refreshing. Um, so have to have taps. What we decided was to go old school and just get a little kegerator, like the old school with the three tap handles. And we're lucky there's a brewery on site. So hopefully we're going to be able to team up with them. Just bring the kegs over, little pony kegs up, get them filled, be able to have it on draft for those kind of things. But I think we're going to specialize more in the canned beers, good beers. Um, it's fresher. And that was another reason why we liked the idea of the kegerator is that that tap line is really short. Yeah. It's easy to clean. Well, it's, it's a huge not, expense, too. It, it is a huge expense. It's got a big glycol, glycol system. system. Yeah, yeah, but, but, you know, I've worked in enough bars and seen enough bars where these glycol systems just aren't good. Right. You know, after three years, they start to wear and tear. The lines get dirty. I, I've been to a lot of bars or even restaurants and you get a beer and you take a sip and you're like... I don't know. This don't don't taste right. right. And that's just another headache. Diane's at all in the fucking lines. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I think, and 
and you know this, God, I was just downstairs looking at your beer selection. Yeah. Like you can get anything in can and they are fresh and they are awesome. So the only issue I see with that, and that's just me thinking business wise, that there's not a, there's not as much profit in cans as there is in kegs. Yeah. Well, so, that's so just, why we went with the keg too. That was the same thing that we had. We we're like, well, is, are we going to spend more? With waste, too. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, yeah. those cans, the waste on the cans. And like you said, just not enough profit. I mean, you're not losing spill costs, right. which you could with uh, a line. But yeah, but if you're fucking charging six, seven bucks for a pint in a keg, exactly. in a keg you're making way more money than you yeah. are if you're buying in the can. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we'll have the three and I, I think we're going to kind of rotate them out and and work with our neighbors across from us and and kind of bring that in you're seeing some wow. people that are doing that though i know there's a place called cherry bomb over by sean's house yeah it's a good bar it's one of those things it's where a it's a blackout like, bar you, you go and you uh, where am i they're like do you want a beer or do you want a cocktail i'm like oh, i'll take a beer and like i'm like looking for the taps and all of a sudden beer comes up and they have budweiser yeah they have yeah. one yeah so you literally when they said do you want a beer you're getting the beer that they have. Yes. And guess what? It was pretty fucking cool. I mean, I pa- fucking Pac drink the whole thing. And, is yeah. uh, another old bar that's like that. Some yeah. of these old bars, man, that's what they did. And there was this change. But back in the days, they did it like that for a reason. And I don't Simplicity see is huge sometimes, it. right? It is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Simplicity is a, a, a big thing. It, it takes out that, uh, like, you, you know, you're talking about changing those systems all the time. And it's great. You know, I helped open Brody's Burgers and Beer, and they have 30 taps now, and it's uh, it's a great thing, but you, ha- you have to stay on it. You have to make sure the lines Honestly. are clean. And a lot of these companies that say they're going to clean their lines, they're lazy, and they don't want to come out all the time. And they don't show up. And they're like, oh, we'll be back. And, well, guess what? You, you can have some bacteria growing, and if you put a sour in and, you know, Britannomyces grows real quick and it can contaminate all these other beers, it's it's – it can really mess things up. So yeah, I was in this bar once, and it was two two rooms, two keg lines, uh, and years years pass. And this guy comes in, he cleans the lines. We're talking five six years after we have a problem with the keg room downstairs, and he's like, "We're like, yeah, there's a problem with the keg lines. Can you check it?" And he goes into the keg room, comes back out. He's like, "I didn't see anything." And we're like, "Which one did you go to?" The you know upstairs. No, the one downstairs. He had no idea it was even there. He never been there. No never way. been there. Never been in that wow. room. Had no idea. Wow. It was like what? what? Like dude, we're talking years. Right. You know, it's insane. It just, it's wild. Um, well, that'd be cool to keep the you know if if the brewery's open to to doing that and getting you their beers and hopefully they can make. Uh, it would be cool if they can make a smoked hog beer. I was smoked we, hog we talked, I've got to talk to them about. I, I used to right. do beers at home, right? And uh, I would smoke, you know, the, you used the to, grains. Used to do beers when? Yeah, when do you have time before the restaurant. Before, before the, the restaurant. restaurant. The restaurant. Before the the restaurant. bartending. The two. The two uh, kids at home. Jesus. Yeah. Well, before Those the restaurant. Guys brewing beer. <laughs> I, I have all the equipment. And I just Jesus. look at it now, like, oh, someday I'll get it's back. Like a five gallon carboy and just. Oh yeah. And but I used to smoke the grains and then or the malt and and you it and oh my god it tasted so good it tasted like my smoker you know it really did it was phenomenal so i would love to get in with them and, and do something like that for them it, it makes a really good beer yeah be able to keep that cross marketing is always always good if you guys can both see the benefit in it absolutely you know, bring uh you know like you said some smoke some malt some grain and see how it turns out it's something different that people don't you know always get and you know but i'm i'm fucking stoked for you man i, I cannot wait do we have a tentative date? 
you know, um, I love restaurants. Yeah, yeah. I, I can give you three. I can give you three. I can give you sixteen. <laughs> dates. And they're probably all going to be wrong. <laughs> you know, it, at first it was October. I don't think it will go that far. Um, but January would be really nice. Um, I like I was saying to you guys earlier. I'm not going to slow it down. I want it open as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Where we're at now is the building permits have gone in, so we're waiting to get those approved. And then we just kind of finished the draft on the the, the uh, health permit. So we've got to submit those. Once those are submitted, the health permit's probably going to take about a month and a half. But once that's approved, hopefully the building permit will also be approved before that. They can start building it out. Do they have ADA bathrooms on site or do you have to put them inside your little uh, restaurant place? There is a bathroom that they're going to build on the restaurant. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. But there also is a communal bathroom on the location. Okay. Yeah. So we now, have- what about your lease? Is your lease, is it allowing you to start paying the first month you open? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So we what we did, we, we basically put, put our money down, you know, the first month. Uh, security, all that. And that's going to go towards the first month when we open. Okay. So we're not, you know, paying as we're waiting, which would kill, kill yeah, us. Right? And, and, and I did that the first time around. I didn't know any better. Yeah, and right. it wasn't, it wasn't my landlord's fault who I absolutely love. It's just, I signed in was like, I'll be open in a month. No problem. I'm good. <laughs> well, Four or five months later, right. you know, well, talking about that, we have a lot of people that listen to the podcast. They absolutely love barbecue and they want to you know, start their barbecue journey. One of the coolest things for Derek and I is getting to meet people like you that not only have made it your dream to open up your own shop, but now you're really transitioning in. You started doing events and then now you're going to a full fledged restaurant. What kind of advice would you give to people that, you know, they're thinking about, Hey, you know, maybe I want to get into catering or maybe I want to, you know, start competing or something like that. Or maybe I want to open up my own spot. Start small, start small and perfect it. And stick with it. You know, I mean, you may not make money for three years, but if you start small and you work at it and you are doing something good, opportunities will arise. Like you said, you guys get offered opportunities a lot. They Mm -hmm. might not be the right opportunity, but an opportunity will come along. And as long as you're willing to put your nose down, work hard, an opportunity will come. But at that same time, you don't want to overextend yourself. Sure. Um, it is. We talked about it the first time I was here with my other partner that I had. It things went awry, and it was hard for me, man. It was there was two years of struggle, two years of me bartending and working there, and basically paying to keep it open. Yeah. Um, had I know, I didn't know that that was going to happen. But had I known, I definitely would have started smaller. Right. And um, that's kind of what I tell people. I'm like, start small. Don't expect to make money. Yeah. And just do something good. Perfect it. When you're small, you can work on it, it's too. The you process. can get it right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. it's, the re- it's also the resiliency. I mean, you know, you talked about on the first time you were on about your business partner. I mean, the person that was on the voicemail for the start of this podcast, which yeah. we don't even have anymore. I mean, that was literally how Corey, my, biz- my, my business partner, and I got into the restaurant business. Mm-hmm. And you just don't know what kind of people you're going to deal with. You have to put yourself in position. You know, you did the right thing, you know, asking for advice, even with the second one. I mean, you came to Derek and I and we did the best we could to take a look and see, you know, how we could help out. Yeah, I mean, it's important to use your your group, your network, your network to make sure that, you know, and the people that have, you know, your best interests at heart and, 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 you know, use that. Um, You know, when you say talk 
I think a lot of people, when they want to start out, we live in this world of instant gratification, and it's it's unfortunate, and I, I see it more and more. And um, everyone wants like, well, I'm going to listen to Gary Vee, and he's going to tell me how to do it, and I'm going to fucking make millions of dollars. Well, you have to know that we've all done stuff where we don't make any money, and we've done stuff, and it's about the experience, and it's about the process, and trusting the process, and not getting too down on yourself when you, when it does go bad, and grinding, and seeing what you're worth. I mean, seeing seeing what you got. I mean, there's times, you know, I, mean, I can translate it to sports or in business, but it's like, put your fucking shoes on, go to fucking work, yeah. and, and figure it out, and, and just keep grinding, figure out what people like, and guess what? You're not going to make a fucking perfect brisket right away. No. You're not going to have lines that are just fucking flowing out the door right away. You're not going to be Aaron Franklin. Yeah, right? and it's and guess what? That's 100% okay because that's the process. And you can't you can't read a book that's going to tell you where all of a sudden you open and you have a line. Like nothing's going to do it. You I mean, I do your due diligence and and do it, but trust it, man. Be a part of it. Start small, grow, be happy, live in the moment and make good cue. And it's okay. Yeah. If you make bad cue, it's okay. I do it a lot still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. you just have to you have to be self aware enough and say, okay, that wasn't okay. Like that recipe was not good. I yeah. need to like you know make sure I, I tweak it, and it can't always just be the same. Like make make some good shit for people. I had uh, it was about three four months ago at brisket that just uh, the, the night person put it in upside down, mm-hmm. um, so it was it was dry, and I cut it. And these two people ordered it, and I served it to them, and I didn't like it. I I, I, I gave it to them, and I, I didn't ring it in. Somebody else had rang it in. But after I gave it to them, I went over to both of them. I was like, listen, man, I think our brisket should be way better than that. I'm not going to charge you. I'm going to refund you guys, blah, blah, blah. Both of them got up and were like, it actually wasn't that bad. Right. One of them actually was from Texas, and he was like, dude, it wasn't that bad. I was like, well, then come back and get it when it's right. right. Get, it when, get it when I'm willing to charge away because right. you're going to enjoy it then. Yeah. Um, and know yeah. that that's okay. But like you said, yeah. that's just part of it. That's yeah. just part of knowing your product, knowing that it's not, not good, wasn't up to par. Those things are going to happen. But all that does is teaches you and you're open to learning. So now you're learning and saying, okay, I'm not, I'm not just tunnel vision. No, that's the best brisket. That's the best. That's like, who fuck? No, it's not. <laughs> I messed up. I fucked up. What I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to make a better one next time. Yeah. And just know that every day you have the opportunity to be better. Continue mm-hmm. to strive to be better. Don't just sit there and say, okay, yeah, I made good brisket. And it was okay. But, hey, I'm going to get $10 for it. I'm going to get a fucking transaction. Like, But no. that's not what it's about. No. Yeah. Nobody I fucking cares about I that. I think one of the things you talked about earlier, Derek, is just about attitude. You know, having a positive attitude about the things that you're doing and about the process and about the work and surrounding yourself with great people that are positive. I mean, you know, there's times where I'm down and, you know, Derek will say, get your shit together and get the fuck to the gym or, you know, like get over it. Mm-hmm. Or we have, you know, people like JC, you know, JC comes in and he's every day. Easy day. It's easy day. Rock what do you need? Star, done. Easy. <laughs> what? 500 people star. done. 3000 people. I mean, we have Bill, you know, we have Derek Walls. We have Abby. We have all these amazing people that we've surrounded ourselves with that allow us, you know, even with Derek and I, you know, we get to the point where somebody's bitching and complaining the whole time about them, 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 them. And why don't I get this, 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 and this? Like, hey, we're doing something for the West Coast. You know, we want to put a footprint. We want people from all over, all the barbecue heavy. I mean, we have Dr. Barbecue coming out here from Big Green Egg just to participate. And that doesn't happen unless you step up, unless Andy Harris steps up, you know, unless Coop steps up. 
And all these people are stepping up to do something that's just fucking cool and unique. Absolutely. This event, it's like it's not about money. It's it's what we're going to do. It's what we like to do. We get to go out there. We get to bullshit with each meat, other. Yeah. Bullshit. People <laughs> come up. They, they tell us they eat the food and they they love it. You know, I, I, I actually had a guest yesterday and he said he was he was had West Virginia shirt on was from Virginia. Nice. He's like, I eat barbecue all over the place. And he wasn't saying it was he, he the words he used. He didn't say this is really good food. Mm-hmm. He said, you do a really good job. You work. And it was just the way he said it was like, man, that really cool. makes me yeah. feel good. Right. You know, it's it is it's it's that effort. And it's like you said, that process that you're trusting and you're willing to dive into and, and trust it. When things go wrong, you just you keep going. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know if there's any better feeling than when people tell you those things. <clears throat> and you can have like you know when your mom tells you good job it's like kind of her job to tell you good job and tell her that it's good like, right you know your family you cook for them they're like oh this is really good Derek you're like it's kind of your job to tell me that it's it's good it's you good. know yeah. but when you have a stranger that comes in and hears about it and comes in and tries your food and they're like that was some of the best I've ever had or man you did a really really good job with that I will be back you're like that's what we work for. That, that's it's it. not the transaction where no. people think the transaction to help us to stay open. Yeah. It's that feeling that you can't buy that feeling. No, you cannot you buy that pure feeling that that person just gave you. That's the coolest part. This movement, being with you, being with the guys on the barbecue circuit around here, <clears throat> the feelings that we have, that's what it's about. The memories that we're going to create this weekend, that's what it's about. It's not about the monetary gain. If I can show you my book... I'll guarantee you I've lost, and I don't say lost, but I've spent over $20,000 in the hole mm-hmm. for this event yeah. with Sean. And it, and it's, look, it's not about us. It's about everybody else. And what we can, if we can provide a platform for other people to get together, to know that, hey, that guy down the street's not such a dick. He's actually a pretty cool guy. And you guys start working together and doing cool stuff. And, you know, you're sending everybody to everybody's barbecue place. That makes a movement that people want to be a part of with the positivity. It's not a negative thing. It's a positive thing. And guess what? It's very fucking hard to be positive. Every, anyone can be negative. Anyone can talk shit and say this or that. But let's create a positive platform where we can all come together, make a movement towards the right direction. Like we always say, a rising tide lifts all ships. Yep. It's, it's what we truly believe in. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to be part of it. I, I mean, in San Diego alone, our barbecue is, it's, it's bad, man. It's, yeah. it, we've got some good barbecue here. It's and, come a long it, way, it, man. It, really it has, has come a long way in the last ten years. You know, from when we opened up the restaurant to Spring Valley Barbecue Festival, and then now doing Del Mar and just watching. You know, we talked about. It. I was on Greg Rempe's show, Barbecue Central show, last week, and you know, he was at, he was talking about what's happening in California. Why are all the contests going away? And you know, I told him what we talk about here is that you know, Derek and I. It's very hard to keep a contest going because of the PC. I mean, we have to have people providing barbecue to the public in order for Del Mar Thoroughbred Club, yeah. Del Mar Fairgrounds, Premier all these different entities for it to make sense for them to do it. You know, as much as we love to have the Kansas City Barbecue Society contest, people don't want to just come and see the rig and not try the food. They want to try it. You know, when I found out that Memphis in May that you literally can't go out and get barbecue, I mean, literally until recently, it's, that's just the way it is. You have to know a team, you know, you got to be part of that circle. And for us to take this barbecue movement to the next generation to, you know, actually grow it to something. So there's more contest in California 
then there has to be a better way. We have to work with the health department realistically. Yeah. I mean, fuck they, them. <laughs> they need to do a better job of not, you know, making it harder for yeah. you as a barbecue. You own a barbecue restaurant. It shouldn't be hard for you to have to come and do a temporary event. No, it should be easy. It should be. It, it but it's not. Is, yeah, hoops. But that's our job. Through. You know, we have to it work is. on those things. Yeah. yeah, I mean, with them though. Yeah, don't get me started. I'm, being po- <laughs> I'm, trying, to, trying, to, I'm, trying, I'm to, trying to be positive. I'm trying to be positive. Here. <laughs> God damn it. Why do you, why do you yeah. have to do that? To yeah. Me? <laughs> and with Greg Rempe talking about uh, why is there not, you know, contests out here? Because a lot of these people are pretentious fucking people. And yeah. a lot of these barbecue places need to understand it's not about them. Yeah. And what you have to do is buy into this movement. If you don't want to buy in, it's completely okay, but you're going to get passed up. It's going to be a positive movement. Everyone's going to move together. And if you don't want to be a part of it and you want it to be just about you and how you can capitalize and what you can do, what's the best for you and blah, blah, blah. And how come I'm not getting more and I need more amperage? I need, well, guess what? Don't come to our event. It's yeah. crazy. I, I just don't understand how people live their day like that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is going to be a fun event that we're all going to get together and we're going to feed a ton of people. I mean, we have. And these people are going to be happy. I remember last year, man. I remember like, because. I'll be there all night cooking. I, I right. love that part and I enjoy that. So when the service starts, I'll start in the beginning, but then I'll kind of break away and like talk to people. Dude, that is the best part. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah. Well, we'll, be get, we'll, we'll throw you some seafood too. So you can maybe grill up, yeah. smoke some seafood and do some things. We're going to be doing some uh, ahi pokey and nice. we're going to do some smoked salmon. So yeah. we're, uh, we're excited to do that. I'm actually getting the salmon in. What's today? Tuesday? I don't we'll know. getting the sa- salmon in on... Thursday, throwing Rad. it in the brine on Friday, um, getting it out and drying it. Uh, yeah. I like to dry my salmon before I, I smoke it and dry it up a little bit and then season it and put it on that smoker and let those uh, caramelized uh, sugars get all done yeah, up. Brown and sugar and then salt, man. That's how my grandmother used to do it. Yeah. It's funny story. My dad just bought a Traeger and he's like, oh, I'm going to start barbecuing. I'm like, yeah, dude, do it, yeah, dad. Get right, it, man. Yeah. Go get and it, get it, he, dad. He bought a salmon and... He wanted to follow their recipe, and he's like, you got any advice? And I was like, yeah, just like Grandma used to do, salt and brown sugar. Just let it sit overnight. And he didn't, and he <laughs> cooked it, and it was a little dry. He's like, what, what, what could I have done? I was like, salt and brown sugar. Dude, that's that's it, so man. funny. Like we were it's talking about earlier, yeah. simplicity. simplicity. Simplicity is sometimes one of the biggest things. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to overdo. I'm the biggest. I, I did it to brisket. I overthought brisket, and I over-seasoned. I trimmed too much. I Brisket was one of the hardest things for me to get right. And, you know, then talking to Gene, he's like, oh, you dummy, just fucking do this, this, <laughs> and this. And, and, then, yeah. and then when you find that, then you can find a different pepper that you like that yeah. might make it a little bit different mm-hmm. than somebody else's or a different coarse ground salt that, you know, changes or might actually, you know, that I, I use a, a brown sugar called um, brownulated sugar. And it, it has a, it releases a little bit after a re- regular brown sugar nice. does. So it just adds a little bit of variant to it to where you can kind of tell, okay, that was like a Valley Farm thing. Like you can, it tastes a little it's bit different. Yours. And that, that's cool. Those are the things, yeah. but it's still very simple. It's not, it's not, not rocket science. No, it's you just got to make sure your, your temperature's right, your times are right, and your feel's right, and it's done. That's salt and pepper. I mean, the salt pulls out the water and that pepper gets into that meat and you, and it's just not even on the crust. It's like in the middle of the brisket. You could taste the pepper. Oh, pepper and beef, man. Nothing wrong with that, Dude, you know? Yeah, Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Well, I'm excited for your your uh, your new venture, man. If there's anything that we can do to uh, help you, like we talked about, the old hickory, um, that's what we use. If you want um, 
anything we can do ever, you know, you yeah, know we're here. Uh, we'll, we'll help you out any way we can. Are you guys going, I know we talked about it last time, but doing this, are you going to move or are you going to stay down here in San Diego? Well, personally, I'm going to make the drive. Okay. Uh, this is kind of the bad news and something, I don't know the date, but we are going to have to close the smoke hog in San Diego. Mm-hmm. It would be too much for me to operate both of them. Um, and I don't think, if I did that, I don't think either spot would get a proper product or something that I would be proud of. Right. And that really bums me out, man, because there's people that come there like four or five times a week that like love that place. Right. That, like, you know, I'll come out and shoot the shit with and we'll talk about collard greens and, and things like yeah. that. And I'm really going to miss that. Right. Um, they can see you in Del Mar and Spring Valley. Exactly. See us Del Mar, Spring right. Valley. I'll still be coming back for those. Right. Um, and, you know, and in time, I'd love to come back to San Diego. It just, this is the next step. You got to work so, on your craft, man. Yeah. Knowing, knowing the right thing to do is always difficult. And mm-hmm. it takes a lot of self realization to know that you can't do both and you know i derek and i applaud you for making that tough decision and you know it's there there's a reason you're doing it you know? yeah absolutely you're, you're, do, you're doing it for a, for a bigger a bigger bigger play so and, and like you guys say in your podcast too you got to squeeze that lemon till it's it's dry till yeah. you can't get any more out of it yeah. and i'm just getting a bigger lemon <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm going up there and I'm going to squeeze it. Squeeze that I'm motherfucker. Squeeze it till it's fucking, <laughs> it's fucking nothing left. Yeah. Right. And then I'm going to. And you're going to use the rind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put on my martinis. Yeah. Uh, now we're but talking. then, you know, then I can grow, you know, and maybe come back to San Diego. San Diego's my home. Right. It is. Um, and I am excited to go to Temecula and become part of that community. But it's my home. Yeah. What, what are you looking at for hours? Um, well, we, we kind of are going back and forth on it. So the weekday, we're going to do like a light breakfast, mostly breakfast sandwiches. We're going to see how that goes. Um, Augie's coffee, which is like, right so like 11 us. or 10, most or likely 10, most 10. likely 10. Um, and we'll run that till basically we're done. Um, and then go into lunch. Uh, but for breakfast, it'll be easy. Ham will be made for the Cubano sausage will be prepped at night. Um, and then, you know, fry an egg put it on the sandwich uh it, it will be really easy for us to do a breakfast brick breakfast sandwich is killer too i mean there's a lot you can do with the meats that we have i'm excited so, i'm just gonna go there sit there for one full day and just have it, everything the whole day totally yeah, down absolutely we'll do a behind the smoke meetup for sure no yes, no we absolutely. definitely will once you get up and we'll we'll put it out on social media we'll do a uh, behind the smoke meetup and um you know we'll make sure uh we get a bunch of our crew, yeah, whole team cool. down there. Um, what are you going to be doing for uh, Del Mar? What are you going to be smoking? Uh, I'm mostly we. I mean, like we do at the shop, we're going to focus focus on pulled pork and chicken. Cool. Of course, the meats that we get, we're going to do those also, the right. briskets and all that. But the pork and chicken, we can do a lot. I think our pork is different. Like if you eat it without the sauce, it's just a lot different than a lot of other places. Right. Um, and then that Alabama white chicken, I mm-hmm. absolutely love, mm-hmm. and like I. We put a lot of work into that, even though we we, we kind of accidentally stumbled into it. But it is a lot of work has gone into that and that sauce and that recipe. And I'm pretty proud of it. So I think we're going to focus with those two. Um, it's what we did last time. And then with our different regions of sauce, 
I know it's two proteins, but when you put it on the menu, it turns into like seven items. Yep. Because right. you've got multiple different regions of pool park, multiple different regions of chicken also. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. So one of the things we, uh, with U.S. Foods, I mean, they've been absolutely incredible with this event, but Big Green Egg and Hot Sauces and more. If you're coming out on Sunday, we need your help to vote for the best restaurants, for the best dessert companies, for the best PC teams. And if you vote, you're going to get a chance to walk away. Well, probably not walk away, but Brian <laughs> from Hot Sauces More will hook you up with uh, the Big Green Egg Mini Max. So a $600 grill. Basically, all you have to do is use the app um, on Sunday to vote. Um, help us pick the best uh, barbecue restaurants, the best PC teams, and the best dessert companies. And if you listen to this podcast and you win that Mini Max, that would be pretty badass. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, I'll be uh, definitely grading the desserts. Uh, it'll so be, it'll, be, it'll be one of my cheat days. <laughs> cheat days. And I will uh, be overindulging like a gluttonous pig uh, this, on um, what are they, Cronuts? Cronuts? Noise is yeah. going to be out there. Cronuts oh, will dude. be out there. San Diego's Finest Donuts and the Cravery. Yeah. Oh, man, that sounds so good. I'm, that peach I'm cobbler ready. you guys do, man. I, I'm looking forward to that. I love yeah. that peach cobbler. I don't know if we're going to bring cobbler out there. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, well we see. we got to do a, a social shout-out um, this week. We're going to do Hoopty Q. Hoopty. Um, he reached out to Sean and I about a few things, and he's actually going to be getting some tattoos. We gave him... Uh, some advice on um, the right uh, chart for sort of beef, and you know he uh, he's been following us for a while. And thank you. I uh, was actually just uh, messing messaging him this morning. Yeah. So uh, thank you for uh, reaching DQ, out, Joshua Etling. Um, I think he's out on the East Coast and uh, been following the show and working on his craft. Uh, he works full time, but he loves to barbecue, and uh, we appreciate him not only listening to the show but also. Uh, Hitting you us get up one of and those shitty mugs. Some, you get one of those <laughs> shitty mugs. Yeah, right. That's a badass mug. Oh, I mean, <laughs> more positive. Sorry. More positive. more positive. Let's stay on the positive. Yeah. Um, we hope to see you guys this Sunday out at Del Mar. Stop by uh, Smoked Hog on Sunday. Say what's yeah. up to Chris. Uh, tell him you heard him uh, on the podcast. But it's going to be an epic weekend. We can't thank you guys enough. If you don't have tickets, ribs, five. Five bucks off general admission tickets. But we highly suggest you get the $60 VIP tickets. Yeah, it's going to get you in an hour early, guys. And that's going to be less crowds, more people that you'll be able to get some lot, you know, fresher stuff. Go talk Um, to Dr. Barbecue, Ray Lampy. Go talk to Sam, the cooking guy. Talk to all the pit masters. A lot less uh, crowds. and uh, Don't talk to me, please. (laughs) (laughs) Ask Derek a a bunch of questions. Just kidding. (laughs) Bring it. Yeah, but Ribs 5, the number 5, R-I-B-S, the number 5. We'll get you $5 off. Um, we look forward to seeing you guys there. We really hope you guys fucking enjoy it. Um, and if you guys have any questions for us, always please DM, reach out. We're here for you. Um, thank you. And Chris, thanks for coming again, man. That was awesome. Enjoy it. Always. Hey, guys. This is Sean and Derek. And we just really want to thank you for listening to the podcast. It means the world to us. We'd like you to go check out BehindTheSmokeMedia.com. That's our website where we have barbecue resources for you to help build your barbecue business. Uh, We also have events listed, so anything that's happening in the West Coast barbecue movement, uh, anything that's going on, we want you to go check that out so you can learn more and get involved. 
We also have show notes uh, from all the episodes. So anything we talked about in the episodes, you can find detailed show notes there. Um, Plus, you can just get in touch with us. It's important that uh, we're here as a resource for you. So please reach out. Let us know how Derek and I can help you with your barbecue journey. Uh, Get involved. Stay curious. And uh, follow us on social at Barbecue War Stories. Uh, We'll talk to you soon.